Okay, okay, okay. I know what you're thinking. Like, dang, girl, where you been? You left us off at part one, and we've been waiting for part two, and you have not posted anything. I know. Sorry. <laughs> like I said before, this is a little bit more difficult than I thought it would be, but not necessarily just on an emotional standpoint, but like a lot has been going on, and homegirl ain't had time to 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 be doing this podcast i'm not even gonna front i'm not gonna lie part of it i just needed a moment the other part of it was i have not had a day that i could like sit down and do this with no interruptions so without further ado here's part two So now we know it's stage three and I in fact have to do chemo and I'm going to lose my hair and that it's okay to cry even though I'm done crying (laughs) and I have no more tears left. It's time to do what they say and fight. Once we get past the initial, you're stage three and you have to do chemo and your hair is going to fall out and all that moment of just, wow, okay, this is really happening. We got hit with the moment of, oh, okay, this is really, this is really happening because it was almost like getting a class on what to expect next. I had to get all of this information explaining what my treatment plan was going to be, what to expect following starting the treatment and all this other stuff um it was just a lot so I got scheduled for my heart test I had to get to make sure that I physically could handle the treatment that I was going to be given I had to get scheduled for my surgery to get my port put in so I could receive my treatment I had to get scheduled to meet my nurse practitioner to run more tests and blood work and get my prescriptions filled for medications that take at home and all of this other stuff and for a wig and it was just a lot of stuff that I had to pretty much handle at that appointment to prepare for what was following after that um so the treatment plan I was put on is called RCHOP that's the abbreviation for it I will have the names listed in the description for this episode because I cannot pronounce them and I'm not going to try and record myself try to pronounce words that I know for a fact I cannot say but I have them I can spell it out for you by copying it from the paperwork I have onto the description box for this episode so feel free to look at that read them look them up get more information on on your own free time if you are interested I personally did not want to take the time to read all the packets that she gave me on each part of my chemotherapy treatment because I just wanted it to be over. I just wanted it to be fixed. I just wanted it to be done. So I personally didn't feel like it was necessary to even read it because what was I going to do? Read it and see something I didn't like and say, oh, no, I'm not going to do this. Like, let's be for real. 
I was pretty much not given a whole lot of time to really think about it other than to just do something about it. But um, I got put on R-CHOP. That was my chemotherapy plan. I was also on prednisone and Nulesta, which is a patch that they put on the back of your arm to inject the medication you need within the 24 hours after treatment. It helps boost your white blood cell count. Um, so that was that. And then I was given information on uh, what to expect during chemo, after chemo, um, and, you know, pretty much how to take care of myself and how to have people take care of me at home following treatment. And, um, like, what to eat during, before, and after treatments and all of that stuff. So it was pretty much just an information session after that so yeah it was just pretty much after that time to start telling people and getting prepared for the treatment um also while I was there I was pretty much informed that (coughs) excuse me the treatment that I would be under um was so aggressive that you can only have a certain amount of it in your lifetime um not necessarily I don't think it's necessarily the whole treatment plan itself I think it's part part of the treatment plan um the body can only handle a certain amount of it in its lifetime so basically if my cancer was to ever come back we would have to figure out a different form of treatment plan because I would not be able to do this one again and that also um it causes infertility and I probably would never be able to have children and that if I wanted to save my eggs I needed to do so that week um so that when I finish treatment if for whatever reason I am not able to have children um that I would still have an option later but if I had froze eggs but um I don't think my insurance covered that. I didn't take the time to find out. And I also did not have time within the five days given to me. Um, I didn't see fit to try to make an appointment to add that into all the other appointments I had. Especially considering I never really imagined myself being a mother. And at 24 years old, to be told I'm about to have to fight for my life, having children is not really a priority at that moment. Um... Because what good is being able to have comfort in knowing that, oh, I did this to be sure I can have children when I'm not even sure I will be living to have them. So, yeah, think about that. Why would I rush and squeeze in at an appointment to freeze my eggs and see a fertility specialist to see what my options are to preserve that when I'm really concerned about how long I will be able to get through this um so yeah all of that was thrown at me that day um and as far as everything else stay tuned for the next episode to follow